Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, welcome in. It's hour one on this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. A lot of great things on the website. I was just there looking at the T-shirts, the NFL playoff T-shirts we have. And uh, you can buy one and get another T-shirt for 50% off. Discount applied at checkout, danpatrick.com. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Mike McCarthy said it's a short week, no excuses. Aaron Rodgers, he can win an MVP somewhere. How about winning another Super Bowl? We'll talk about that coming up. You can dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Seton will supply a poll question. In fact, Seton will do that right now. Yes, Dan, I would love to do that. But uh, how about, well, we'd spent some time this morning talking about the uh, Cowboys kicker, Brett Maher. Maher? Brett Maher. Yeah. Next season, Brett Maher will be dot, 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 kicking field goals for the Cowboys or elsewhere well they have to stick with him now because i don't know if you can all of a sudden do tryouts here yeah on a short work week and you're going to bring somebody in boy the the pressure you would be applying to that kicker coming in hey come on go on the road get to know your teammates maybe after the game but go on the road we're going to play san francisco but i would stay with him but I think they don't have a choice in this situation either. That's why the question is next season. Yeah, next Dan. season. Next, next season. season. They're stuck with them now. I don't I don't know what you say to them this week in practice. But hey, buddy, just, you got this. Come on, man. You got it. Don't worry about it. But then in the offseason, maybe our eyes start wandering a little bit. Why is it we yell at every player on the football field except for the place kicker? I don't know too many place kickers who have gotten chewed out during a game. But if quarterback throws a bad pass or wide receiver drops a pass or, you know, you got a defensive player who's upset and takes his helmet off and throws it down, 
they usually get scolded a little bit. The place kicker, they're like, do you go up to him? You go up to him. Put your arm around him. Be nice to him. You know what? Be sen- He's sensitive, okay? Football player, I mean, it doesn't fit the profile of a football player, but maybe the kicker isn't a football player. He's just a person who's in uniform. Yeah, yes, he They should just make somebody else kick the field goals. Okay, make Dak Prescott kick him. Yeah, okay, okay, you got all the money. Oh, well, go for two, go for two. You go do it then. Go ahead. How about they just decide to go for two against the Niners? I get the sense that when that poor fellow is making that lonely walk back oh. across the thing, I don't think that people are quiet or ignoring him. I think that there's definitely like some lineman who's got three broken fingers at that moment that's like, you suck. <laughs> you suck. No, but we, we treat them differently. It's like They are different. But you got to be nice to them. And, you know, can't you fire up a kicker? We fire up everybody else, but you can't fire up a kicker. Got to be careful with what you say to him. Yes, Paul. If an offensive lineman gave up three straight sacks on three straight series, he would get chewed up by an offensive line coach. We'd all see it. And probably the quarterback. The, the kicker is like a fragile flower that we have to protect and treat differently. Yes. Yeah. It's like the IT guy. You know, when the IT guy comes in, you know, the IT guy doesn't get yelled at. He's helping you fix your computer. He's a necessity. They don't look at them as football players. They treat it completely different. Yes. He- the only reason a lineman gets yelled at is because they didn't do their job well enough and that quarterback's going to get hurt, and the only person they care about is the quarterback. You know what I mean? So, okay. like, you drive wide receiver drops balls, it's like, okay, at least the quarterback didn't get hurt. Mm. The left tackle isn't doing their job. It's like, hey, mm. we got $230 million <laughs> wrapped up in this guy. Do your job. Do your job. Yeah, but be nice to the kicker, okay? Be nice to Brett. Yeah. <laughs> Even the name. All right, Brett Maher, 33 years old. He kind of got started late. He started in the league at 29 he went a couple years at Dallas. He's been a nice kicker. He's actually having a career year. From uh, from this regular season, he was 91% for field goals. He was 94%, 50 of 53 from kicking. He's kind of established himself this year with the Cowboys. Well, he's having a career year. This might be the last year of his career, the way he's going. But it does feel like this game against San Francisco is going to come down to a kick, a field goal. And, and for all of the... Um, Hey, the Niners are a juggernaut, and they won, what, nine games in a row, and the offense, and all of those things. The Cowboys play on Monday night, and then they have the short uh, work week there. Uh, The Niners have basically two extra days, and they're hosting the game. The line's only four and a half. Shouldn't it be more? See, that's, that's where it's interesting here about you look at who the Niners have played. Who have they defeated? Uh, you know, we go back to, you know, the, uh, the, the win against the, the Cowboys against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers weren't good. We were betting on Tom Brady, but not the Buccaneers. And now the Cowboys go to San Francisco, but they're only four, four and a half point underdogs, which you would think in a situation like that, as good as the Niners have played, Cowboys got to go from Tampa back home, then go to San Francisco, short work week. Here's their head coach, Mike McCarthy. It being a shorter week for you guys, at least compared to the Niners, who are getting two extra days of rest, is there anything you say to your team? Is the team even thinking about that at all? I think it's going to serve us well. We'll, we'll be, we'll be, we'll have less sleep and we'll be grumpy, so we'll be fine. So no, I mean it's, it's the schedule. I mean it's, uh, TV is king. I mean, what are you going to say? I mean, it's this is all this, this, this is part of the challenge. Uh, it's not concerned. We got plenty of time to get ready, so we're not stressed about it at all. Good answer. I like it. 
I don't know if I believe it, but I good did answer, like the answer. answer. Okay, good all right, answer, yeah. Good answer, right. Coach. Yeah. What's that, family feud? Good answer, yeah. good answer, good answer. <laughs> Jellyfish, good answer, good answer. Good answer. Uh, and the answer is, and then... The survey says? Survey says, 49ers! Yeah. Lasagna! <laughs> Show me it's TV, you gotta go with it. <laughs> but I do think it will impact this game with the Cowboys. Short work week with the Niners at home. Uh, I don't know if weather's gonna be an issue. Rain, anything like that, since they've had a ton of rain out there. But, you know, it's only four and a half right now. By the way, this program brought to you by Discover. Redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Paul, you got a weather update? Yeah, it doesn't look like weather is going to be a big deal in any of the games this weekend. In Buffalo, at home, 33 and no snow as of now. Mm. The 49ers versus Cowboys, 56 and cloudy, Okay, 44 for the Eagles game, 40 for the Chiefs game. But no issues with uh, rain or snow. The Chiefs have uh, a possible wintry mix if it gets colder, mm. which is a low wintry mix. Yeah. Yes, Todd? If you're a Niners fan, how much time are you spending heckling the Cowboys kicker? It would be kind of niche signage. What are you doing if you're heading to that game? Well, what are you going to say? Probably all kinds and of things. I, and I don't, say. well. Like miss it? Yeah. Like you suck. Uh, he probably hears that because he's the Cowboys kicker. And and you know what? Mike McCarthy embraces that TV is king because because they're the Cowboys. They played on Monday night. 30 million people watched that game. When you're the Cowboys, it's like LeBron plays on Christmas Day every year. There's a reason because you're LeBron or Steph Curry. We want to see you. And you can take it two different ways. Like, oh... Never get to spend Christmas at home or, you know what? Everybody wants to see me. That's why we get this opportunity. And Mike McCarthy knows that. The Cowboys are going to get priority. I mean, they're the late game on Sunday night. Yeah, Marv. Yeah, I think it's cool. Like, say if you're the Grizzlies, oh, we play on Christmas, but then you're good for the next 10 years. (laughs) Man, we play on Christmas again? Yeah. That's the price that comes with being really good or being really, you know, notable. Yeah. And if you're not on Christmas... Then that's where you go, I don't think anybody cares about us. Yes, Eden. It'd be awesome if the 49ers somehow uh, were able to like go up to, like you know, there's a game-winning field goal on the line for the Cowboys, and they yeah. go up to ice the kicker, and they're going to go timeout, and they're like, nah, that's no, right. You go ahead and kick. We're not even going to call it. <laughs> we'll just save it. You go ahead and kick it. Do you know? Like the anti-icing. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. Hey, were we going to call timeout? No, nah, nah, just let him. We're not even rushing the kicker. <laughs> we don't. We're just going to stand here. You know what? We're going we're gonna to have our arms folded. We're just going to be on. <laughs> you imagine? Just, I mean, you're trying to psychological warfare there. But uh, no, we're good. Go ahead. Snap the ball. He missed the netting on his extra points. <laughs> That's how bad his misses were. He he, mi- he missed the, the the netting behind the goalpost. He also he also missed on both sides. Like he went one, a couple times to the left, mm-hmm. and then to even it out, he went right. Well, if you've ever played golf and you hit the ball to the right and you hit it out of bounds, guaranteed the next time you're going to hit it left. It's just that's that's how you approach it. Uh, that's probably what happened to him. Oh, I just missed it to the right. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it to the left. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Good morning, those uh, watching on Peacock. Thank you for allowing us into your homes. 
Tony Dungy will join us coming up next hour. And Marcellus Wiley, our good buddy, the all-pro defensive end. And that podcast is on fire. As far as the rankings, they have sports rankings, uh, podcast, sports podcast. He is doing great. And uh, thank you to this audience for supporting that on the uh, Dan Patrick Podcast Network. All right. Uh, got our poll question, I believe. And uh, we're going to go with that seat. Heck yeah. Okay. All right. We'll start with that. Uh, your phone calls are always welcome. Operator Tyler standing by. And uh, we say good morning to our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio and Fox Sports Radio as well. Uh, I was watching the news, the fallout from the Chargers firing their offensive coordinator. And I was wondering about this. If you're Brandon Staley and you might be on the hot seat, so what happens? Standard procedure. Well, somebody's got to get fired. And it's normally a coordinator. So I was wondering about this, that if your offensive coordinator helped you build up that lead against Jacksonville, but then the head coach is the guy who calls the defensive signals, allows the comeback. Why is the offensive coordinator got to pay the price? You, you lose your left tackle, a great tackle starting the year. Your receivers were never healthy. Austin Eckler was wonderful. But did this come down to the Chargers' offense or lack thereof or the Chargers' defense? Because the Chargers' defense, when healthy, is supposed to be elite. I don't know if people look at the Chargers offense and say it's elite because those receivers are never healthy. Plus, the coach who made the decision to play Mike Williams in a meaningless game prior to the playoffs and then he couldn't play in the playoffs. That's not on Lombardi. That's on the head coach. Where did the Chargers rank offensively? So last year when Brandon Staley took over the team, they were the fifth ranked offensive football they scored 474 points, fifth in football. Mm -hmm. This year, they dropped to 13th best scoring offense. They scored uh, 90 fewer points this season than they scored last year. So they did have a nice drop. Yep. Defensively, they were the 29th ranked defense last year, one of the worst in the league. They bumped it up to 21st this year. So they did have a drop on offense, a notable one, over the course of the regular season. Yes, Todd. What is a reasonable window of time for the Chargers organization if they decide to part ways with Staley from the time they lost that game to going in another direction? Well, it feels like Staley is on the hot seat going into next season. If oh, so you, he's definitely there, you think? Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Because you got rid of the offensive coordinator. Now, by getting the offensive coordinator, uh, you know, you send him. Here's another thing. Justin Herbert, this will be his, what, third offensive coordinator in four seasons? You, you want to see stability with a quarterback? You got to have stability with an offensive coordinator and or head coach. You have to have that. And now you're bringing in another OC for Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert's numbers went down, but okay, you lose your left tackle and you don't have your, your wide receivers. And okay, his numbers should go down. But, you know, when you start taking inventory, we go, who's to blame for this? All right, the offense, you know, thanks to some plays by Trevor Lawrence, uh, allowed you to build up a big lead. And, you know, they had a couple of plays where they could have added a touchdown there. Uh, you know, you miss a field goal. Now the defense allows them to come back. So I have a big problem with the defense in how they played in the second half. But 
offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator usually pay the price because then that allows you to kind of go, okay, you, you, now you've been warned. Things got to turn around next year. Not only make the playoffs, but we have to we have to win games in the playoffs. Yes, uh, uh, Fritzy. And does Brandon Staley have that conversation and fires him, or that goes to the front office? I was just curious because if Brandon Staley himself fires the offensive coordinator, how does that guy not say, "Are you kidding me? What happened to the other side of the ball?" As you're walking out the door, I would hope the head coach fires the offensive coordinator, or at least delivers the news. Now you might say uh, the GM's going to do it. Okay. But I, I don't know what is protocol. It probably depends on how long the coach has been there. Uh, you know, do he brought him in. Are they friends? Is it going to be awkward? Whatever it is. But I don't know if that's a big deal. No. And I don't know if he you know, returns fire on Brandon Staley and goes, are you kidding me? I mean, you, you, it, it's, it's almost like this is what is protocol. You know, this is the unwritten rule. You know, like, okay, all right, all right, well. All right, appreciate that. Yeah, Seaton. Isn't there sort of like a school of thought too, though, that would say if the offense keeps going three and out and has the defense on the field, and then the defense is giving up points because they're exhausted, it's kind of the offense's fault to some degree. Well, you should have been rested from the first half, <laughs> right? You build up a big lead. Yeah, theoretically. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. We'll take a break here. Phone calls are welcome. Got our poll question. Tony Dungy a little later on. Marcellus Wiley as well. We're back after this. Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The original light beer, 1975, Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day, I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it. I would no, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. 
Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let's bring in Tony Dungy, the Hall of Famer, former coach with the Buccaneers and the Colts, and of course, football night in America analyst. Tony, um, Peyton Manning talked about adjustments that you make at halftime that, you know, he said it's uh, one of the, the great myths that there's just not that much time to make adjustments here. Uh, do you agree with what Peyton said? I do. Let me tell you a funny story, Dan, about the biggest uh, adjustment we made. We're in the AFC championship game against New England. We're losing 21-6. You only have 12 minutes during halftime. So you get into the locker room. You probably got nine minutes left. Guys have to go to the bathroom, get their pads changed, all of that. Everybody, we're 15 down. Everybody's hyped up, talking. Assistant coaches want to talk. We finally got it all done. And uh, I'm about ready to talk and make these huge adjustments and give them a great speech. The guy knocks on the door and says, we've got 30 seconds until you come out for kickoff. So I said, hey, we're playing terrible. If we don't start playing better, we're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the big halftime adjustment in the, the motivational speech. We went out, scored 32 points in the second half, didn't change anything, just did what we did a little better. And that's usually what happens. We had Doug Peterson on. And uh, he was telling uh, Kaylee Hartung, our, our field reporter, you know, walking to, into the locker room, hey, we just got to chip away. We just got to get our composure and do a little bit better. That's what it's basically all about. You throw out a few plays that don't look good. You accentuate some things that did look good. But you aren't making major changes in there. Yeah, and, and to stay with your game plan, if you know that your game plan is solid, there are a couple of fluky plays there, ricochet, there's an intercept, yep. you know, all yep. of those things. And it's not like the Chargers' offense was great. It was, you know, Asante they, they Samuel. short field. Yeah, yeah. Ex exactly. And I thought, you know, Doug Peterson, where you just say, hey, let's just continue to do. And you said something that would, I remember, and it was really prophetic because you said, Score, stop, score. Now all of a sudden, you've changed the game. And that's what happened with, uh, with Jacksonville. Yeah, and that's, uh, that was really the, the basis of my talk in that championship game. Hey, there are three scores ahead of us. If we don't do anything early on in the third quarter, they're just going to put it in cruise control. But I'll tell you what, if we stop them, get the ball and score and make it a two-score game. Now they've got to keep playing, and that's when we'll come back. And we've got the whole second half to do it. So we don't have to win this game in the next 10 minutes, but we do have to stop them. We do have to score, and that's exactly what Jacksonville did. They stopped the first ride. They scored. They got the crowd back in it, and then it was a ball game. What did the Chargers fail to do in the second half that we maybe didn't see or we should notice? Well, part of it, what gets me frustrated is you have the, these game plans and you have an idea of what you're going to do when you go in. And the Chargers told us, we did the production meeting before, and they said, we're going to go up-tempo fast against these guys, and we're going to throw. They've got the 28th-rated pass defense. 
So they do that in the first half. They get some breaks, some short fields, but now you're up 27 nothing. So you don't have to keep going up-tempo, and you don't have to keep throwing. They only ran the ball eight times after they got a 27 nothing lead. Mm-hmm. And that's what frustrated me as a defensive coach. When we would get in those situations with, with Peyton, I'd walk over to Tom Moore, our offensive coordinator, okay, we're going to slow down. I didn't even have to do it because Peyton knew it. We're going to slow down. We're going to use the 40-second clock up. We're going to snap the ball with one second on the clock. We're going to run. We're not going to run out of bounds. We're not going to throw incomplete passes. Uh, we're just going to adjust a little bit and make sure we play sound. And that's what I thought the Chargers didn't do in the second half. What role would you play with Brett Maher, the Cowboys kicker? Uh, usually that, that's a one-off situation. Uh, I was at the game, and we couldn't believe how he was just missing and, and just like he lost all his confidence. This guy's a good kicker. He's kicked well. Now, people told me he's been a little bit different on grass as opposed to at home. I don't know that for a fact. They're going to another grass field. But here's what I would say. Look, hey, we have total confidence in you. Don't even worry about last week. It's practice. Get in back in your routine and your groove, and we aren't going to let anything affect us. But uh, that was really – I've never seen a performance like that. Okay, but after he misses three, Tony, what would you have said to him? Um, I would have said um, just relax, kick off well. We're going for two, and we aren't kicking any more field goals <laughs> tonight. So just make sure you can kick off well. Would you have benched him and gone for two? Yes. Yes, I would have at that point because I don't want him to continue on more in that slump. And that's they they did try one more yeah. extra point, but they basically when they got in field goal range, they went for it. Dak scored on the the one rollout on fourth down. Um, yeah, unless you get into a, a position where a field goal has to win it for you, I, I think you just put him on ice right then because he was he was definitely his fundamentals, his thought process was messed up. I had mentioned uh, on the show that I'd never pick against Tom Brady. I'd pick against the Buccaneers, but not Tom Brady. I didn't think Tampa was good at all this year, but they still had Tom Brady. Uh, What do you make of the Brady situation? When he was walking off the field and acknowledging his family and the crowd, even how he addressed the media, what do you think his future is my sense is that he still wants to play. I get the vibe that he's he's not going to play here. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm sure they're going to talk him into trying to come back and play. I don't think he wants to go out on a year like this. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But it, it was a disappointing ending. I was surprised. I thought the Bucks would win. I didn't think against a Dallas defense that is – has a great pass rush, but you know is not as good against the run. I didn't think you'd see 66 passes and 12 runs. Um, that that surprised me a little bit. Yeah, that discrepancy. That's all. It's rare when somebody's throwing that many times and they win a game. We're talking to the Hall of Famer Tony Dungy. You did talk about Dallas. You play on Monday night because you're the Cowboys. They want to showcase you. Now you got to go back home and then travel again going out to San Francisco. And judging from your tweet, you don't think Dallas has much of a chance in San Francisco. Why? Dan, I brought it up last year when they changed uh, the schedule and went to Monday night. I understand wanting Monday night football and stretch the weekend out. But it is blatantly unfair in the postseason. That's exactly why we stopped having Monday night games in the last week of the regular season, because that team is at a disadvantage the next week. 
now you, you go here. We, we had this situation in 2001. I was coaching the Buccaneers. We played at the Rams on Monday night and then at Cincinnati the following Sunday. And I researched it because I wanted our guys to make sure they got their rest. I wanted to be able to emphasize how tough it is. I think at that time only three teams in the history of the 30 years of Monday night had been able to win back-to-back Monday night and Sunday road games. Mm. The league doesn't even try to schedule that way. They do all they can to avoid that uh, in the regular season. Well, now we've created it uh, where one team, and this one is even exacerbated because San Francisco played on Saturday. So they've got two more days rest. Dallas is working on a road Monday night game, short week, come back, flight out to San Francisco. And, yeah, you're going to say no excuses. This is the playoffs. These are good teams. But that, that is so unfair when you're talking about playoff football. Now, yeah, if you win, you get the bye, you, you, you won to get that. I understand that, and you should get a break. But San Francisco and Dallas are in the same boat. One team should not have two extra days to prepare. How do you think it plays out in Baltimore with Lamar and the Ravens? I hope they get Lamar situated with a long-term contract. Uh, they need and they, they could have been a great football team this year. Now, the, the tough part with Lamar and his style, he's going to get some injuries. And I think that's what Baltimore is trying to factor in. How much can we guarantee? How much do we put out for this quarterback who is great but may be injured at times? And I hope – they come to a meeting of the minds. I hope he stays there because they've built this offense around him. And I know those players really want to play with him. They like him. Uh, hopefully it works out. Yeah, but you're talking like a coach. you got to talk like a businessman in this situation because he's looking at these guaranteed contracts and probably saying, hey, uh, I want what Deshaun Watson got. I want it all guaranteed. Sure he is. And he's feeling like that's what he deserves. And the coach on the the Raven side is saying, yes, you do deserve that. But you're right. The business people have to say, well, we do that, Lamar, and you deserve it, and we give it to you, but that's going to hamstring us if you're not there, if you're injured, and we're paying you this money, and we've got to find another quarterback. Uh, that's, That's the tough balancing act, and I can see both sides of the coin. When Sean Payton goes in to interview, is he being interviewed by the team? Like, are they pitching? <laughs> no, no, no. He is interviewing them. And he's saying, here's what I want. Here's what I need. I've got four or five other teams. I need my own general manager. I need this type of long-term contract. I need these facilities. I need this type of power. Now, are we on the same page? And if the team says no, he packs up and goes to the next, next team. Where do you think he'll end up? I really don't know uh, because it is a combination. You've got to have an attractive uh, situation for him. But then you've also got to satisfy New Orleans. Uh, Carolina, I don't know if they have enough draft choices to pay uh, New Orleans to to play against Sean Payton twice a year. If I'm the Saints, I I don't know if I want that. So I might want to send them to the AFC. Um, I I really don't know. I I think it's complicated. Oh, you could see where the Saints deny the request for Carolina. Oh, no, they, they, hey, you can talk to them, but it's going to take four number one drafts. Oh, okay. What did John Gruden get from – what did the, the Raiders, Raiders get for John Gruden? Two ones and two twos, I, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I could see Carolina saying, I need three ones. 
and and we're not going to give you our Super Bowl winning coach to play against us twice a year unless yeah. you really sweeten the pot. Yeah. Has uh, Colts owner Jim Ursay asked for your input with the head coaching position? No, I haven't reached out to him. He hasn't reached out to me, and I've been busy uh, with the broadcast and things. I, I'm keeping my eye on it from afar, but I, I hope they uh, come up with the right person. That person's not Jeff Saturday. Well, I think Jim wanted it to be, and I think he still probably wants it to be. It's mm-hmm. a little hard to sell with seven straight losses. Uh, I know they're going to talk to a lot of people. Uh, Jim Ursay will he'll figure it out. Uh, I do believe that. He'll figure out who the best person for for this franchise is. The surprise game will come from – the surprise outcome will come from what game this weekend? There, There's some interest. I, I really think San Francisco is playing the best football. Uh, I, and with Dallas having a short week, it would be tough for me to see Dallas winning that game. Okay. Jacksonville, our game on NBC, Jacksonville going to KC – Andy Reid's been great after the bye. Patrick Mahomes is great there. But Jacksonville's got a little something uh, that they they feel great about themselves. They, they've got this mojo going. The first game, they, they did some good things. Um, I, I'm looking forward to our game. I really am. If I gave you Tom Brady for a year, Aaron Rodgers for a year, same price. Hmm. Wow. Um. I don't know Aaron that well, but I know Tom Brady. I've been around him down here. I know how his competitive juices flow. I know how he would be there 24-7 in the offseason, getting used to his new teammates. I, 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 If I had to wager on one guy or the other, I would take Tom just because I know a little bit more about him and I know what competitive fire he's going to bring and how he's going to bring out the best in, in the guys he's around. I give you Justin Herbert for five years or Joe Burrow for five years. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Um, We're not playing softball today, Tony. Yeah. Joe Burrow is, has a great physical talent. Justin Herbert has unbelievable physical talent. Joe Burrow has that way to get away from the rush and escape and make plays uh, with his legs. That that's a tough one. Based on what I've seen, I'd probably say Joe Burrow just slightly, just slightly. If you're the Bears, you keep Justin Fields, or if you trade him I, and you got the number one pick overall? I do. I keep Justin Fields. I build around him, and I see who is going to be in that auction for that number one pick. You want Bryce? Uh, I, I'll give him to you. It's going to take a lot. And then I'm going to get my other people around Justin Fields and build that. I didn't understand Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. Those guys seem to fit Matt Eberflus's defense. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, that's right from Indy. Those guys fit. They didn't pay them. Uh, okay, I get it. But those are the kind of guys I'm looking for. I need four or five guys like that. So if I can trade down a little bit and, and pick up some of that, that's what I would do. Do you live in Brady's neighborhood? Uh, no, I'm probably probably 15 minutes away. Have you driven by the house though? Just you know, you're out <laughs> with, with with the kids. You can probably see it from from where I live. <laughs> it's a pretty big house. <laughs> How much bigger is Brady's house than yours? 
Five, five times as big as mine. Yes. <laughs> and yes. you got and five got times. 11, I've got 11 kids. I've got 11 kids. So <laughs> you, can, you can imagine how big his house is. Do you ever forget one of your kids' names? I don't forget the names. I sometimes forget them when I'm supposed to pick them up from school or I'm supposed to be at a game uh, or we're at, at Bush Gardens and we don't have all of them. Uh, but, no, I, I know the names. I just can't keep up with all of them. Uh, when I get the Christmas card, I need – it's almost like I need a program. I need, you know, a roster there with the lineup there, Tone. Yeah, yeah. I think we're done, though. I do think we're done at 11. Uh, well, my best to the family and uh, great to talk to you. Thank you, Tone. Thanks, DP. Always good being on with you, brother. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. As you all know, we're the host of the number one rated show in all the sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Numero uno. Yeah, and we know why millions of people tune in every week. Yeah. They want to hear us talk sports, not our idiot guests who think they know more about sports than we do. Yeah, listen to these dummies. You don't know crap about sports. Nothing. Uh, you don't know nothing uh, about football. This is the worst thing Wait, I've ever seen. He's still on the line. Get off the show. Off the show. You don't know basketball. If you want to hear how sports talk should be done, yeah. listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan. See their Michelin test results. 
tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Ah, look who's got a popular podcast. Marcellus Wiley, the More To It podcast, Dan Patrick Podcast Network. Thing is going up the charts, man. He's leaving (laughs) these other podcasts in the dust. Congratulations there. The More To It podcast, Marcellus Wiley, wherever you get your podcast. Also available at danpatrick.com. Where do you want to start? Oh, man. Uh, one, thank you, Dan, for the platform, the opportunity to come on here every week for the podcast. Our partnership uh, is going so well. Uh, it's therapeutic. Uh, it's my diary. And it's just all my experiences and expressions being laid out for the fans. And so far, so great. If you were on the Cowboys, your defensive lineman as a former Cowboy, and your place kicker has missed three in a row, three extra points, you're going to play a role as one of the leaders on the Cowboys. What do you do? Um, one, I got to remind them that those three misses are not connected. I think what happens a lot of times with momentum, uh, we connect things and therefore you go with that momentum, even if it's negative. So in this moment, you know you want to stop the flow. You want him to make the next kick. So you have to remind him you missing the first kick wasn't because you were off. You were rather because you had a bad morning. It wasn't because of anything. You just missed a kick. Now you missed the second kick. It's not because you missed the first kick. And sometimes you can spiral out of control. So I will calm him down, make sure he knew that every play was an independent play and approach it with that mindset. But if you jump on him, if you criticize him, if you make him all of a sudden start to feel like, oh, my God, the world is falling on my shoulders, then obviously you're going to go out there and miss four. <laughs> okay, but you're being – you're showing composure here. Yeah, yeah. You're in the moment, and this might cost you a chance to advance. Yeah, we had Tony Dungy on last hour, and he said he would have benched him after the third miss mm. Mm. and gone for two. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's Tony Dungy doing that. Are you going to keep your, you know, bleep together on the sidelines as you see? Dak Prescott didn't. You know, he's showing his emotions. Yeah, you got to think about it. Look, I am one of the other 52 players. And let's just say 50 of them already giving them hell. And I'm like, that's not going to work right now because his cheerleaders don't have pom-poms. Like in between his ears, his head, he is down on himself. If I don't rise, if I don't help him lift himself and help him raise himself in this moment, the dude's going to die on the field. We're literally going to see him just implode on the field. So somebody has to give the balance in that. I'm not saying I'm not dog cursing him inside my own head, but I know in that moment, Brother needs a hand, and he needs a hand up, so I would have extended it to him. I don't know why people were surprised Dallas's performance, because Tampa's not good. Had no running game. Offensive line was spotty. Defense didn't step up. And and Dallas does have a lot of talent there. As I've said, I was betting on Tom Brady. I was not Mm -hmm. betting on Tampa Bay. And even Tom wasn't good in this situation either. Judging body language with Tom Brady. Tom Brady is where next year doing what? 
You know, it's funny because everyone was betting on Tampa or thinking they had a shot because of the mystique of Tom Brady. Not, not necessarily the production or who he was in this moment, just the mystique. And that was also why people weren't really believing that Dallas could do it because something about the Cowboys, the Cowboys were Cowboy or whatever that narrative is, right? But in the reality, it's about how well you play and the Cowboys played well. Where does Tom Brady land? I tell you this, he's certainly taking a one-way flight out of Tampa Bay. He is going upstairs, exchanging all of his human capital, all of his resume, all of his greatness, and the fact that he gave them a championship in year one and saying, let me free, let me go. Now, Tom Brady's going to go either Miami, Las Vegas, uh, and a wild card team out there that's just going to show up and just say, hey, we got to have Brady for this amount of time. It probably could... Eh, it's not going to be San Francisco, but San Francisco certainly going to peek and poke around with the situation. But with Purdy, the way he's playing, especially if he finishes this season out, you got to stick with Purdy. But Tom Brady, for one, will not be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer next year. What do you do if you're the Packers? Can you be proactive with Aaron Rodgers? And if so, how? No, I think that Aaron Rodgers is in a position with the contract. Remember, three years, $150 million. All of the conversation, external noise. I think Aaron Rodgers comes in there peacefully and says, can we come to an amicable resolution? What does that mean? Like, you save face and I save face. But right now, you had a succession plan. It's time to return to that. It's time to go to Jordan. Oh, you think he's done? I think he's done in Green Bay because 13 and 3, 13 and 3, 13 and 3, home field advantage. And now we're a 500 team not going the right direction. What am I sticking around for? Now, I am Aaron Rodgers, but I'm heavy on these books. Let's be real. And you need a team. You need to develop these receivers. You need to develop the next quarterback. And I still have enough toothpaste in the tube where I can go elsewhere and have success. I think this is one of those where you do me one because I did you one. If Aaron Rodgers comes in without noise, I think it could happen. Talking to Marcellus Wiley, the podcast is called More To It. Dan Patrick, Podcast Network, the former NFL All-Pro defensive end. We lauded Aaron Judge for betting on himself, right? Oh, my God, he bet on himself. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson bet on himself, right? Yeah. How does this play out? Does yeah, it play a- out the same way as Aaron Judge's did? Mm, there's a big difference in this in terms of initial reception. I think largely because... Lamar Jackson is being represented by his mother. So already people have uh, an issue with that. They're looking at it like, are you really putting yourself in the best position? Do you have the best counsel? Do you know what you're doing, basically? Where Aaron Judge, we didn't start off in that position. Now, in that position as well, Aaron Judge was a guy that you believed in in terms of talent production and didn't have issues in terms of his health and in terms of how he could perform. So we're starting in two different places already. They always say, if you represent yourself, you have a client for a fool because who is giving you guidance, right? (laughs) Who is really showing you the way? So now you get Lamar Jackson and he gets hurt. How does this happen on your contract year? Now, Lamar Jackson will turn out like Aaron Judge for this reason, this reason alone. We saw Dak Prescott get hurt and in his absence, show his value. I think that was shown with Lamar Jackson. If we go down to the last second on the road to Cincinnati with a backup, 
oh, give me Lamar Jackson. We win that game. And you've heard that come out of the locker room since that game. More importantly, Lamar Jackson is big business. He's a box office star. Like, this team gets energized by him. So because there's no failure in Dak Prescott getting hurt and still got paid, and the fact that we're talking $200 million minimum to a guy who's making $27 million right now, there's no way he can lose this situation. What did you make of Kirby Smart's speech before the national title game? Oh, man, are, are we on air? People can hear me. <laughs> no lie. Actually, on the podcast, uh, I ranked the pregame speeches I've had from my six NFL head coaches, and there's none coming close to what Kirby Smart said. I wish I could repeat it right now, but on the podcast, I do. Point being, that was the hypest, most direct, primal engaging pregame speech I've ever heard. Like, there's not going to be another one that touches that one because he went straight to the source of why are we playing football? I don't want to always hear these big terms and phrases and execution and discipline and commitment. No, go <laughs> knock their... That's it. Like, when you first start playing football before you knew how to play, before you knew the plays, you knew the scheme, you knew to go knock that dupe. Like, and he just went back to channel zero. And that was the best thing I've ever heard. If I were on that team, I would have helped out and chipped in on that 65 to 7 win. <laughs> Unreal. You ever had a bad pregame speech by a coach? Ah, uh, uh, since I'm doing this for a job, um, I'm sorry, coaches, but I have to say it. Um, yeah, I did because sometimes they would go to the emotional lane too soon. Uh, sometimes they would say something that was just too soft and glossy. And we're like, dude, we're about to go out there for three hours and hit 300 pounders. And you're sounding like I'm going to a, a play recital or something. You're sounding like we're going to theater. I need something vicious. I need some of that Kirby smart. So. Mike Riley was a great coach for me, but too nice. So his pregame speeches came out too nice. They were like kind of Girl Scout cookie selling. Like, you know, like, we're like, all right, coach, that sounds good. He never got rah-rah. <laughs> he never got riled up. Uh, Marty Schottenheimer got so emotional so fast that you were like, yeah, I'm not in that place yet, coach. I'm still, I'm still just hyped up. It's zero, zero. Was he crying? Up. Oh, hell yeah. Marty, Marty loved, rest in peace to great Marty Schottenheimer. He was so passionate. He loved football so much, and I'm not lying, so much, he would literally just start crying. It could be a Wednesday practice. It could be his pregame speech. He just really felt it, and his lip would start <laughs> shivering. I was like, man, I'm not there yet, Marty. Give me a different lane, and then we can get it <laughs> A Wednesday practice, and he's getting that emotional. Yeah, he's into it, man. It's crazy. But so you, it runs the gamut. Then you get some guys that, you know, they're so hyped up and you're like, oh my God, this is going down. And then you go out there and lay an egg and you're like, well, that speech <laughs> had nothing to do with it or we didn't serve up to it. Uh, the 27 point lead by the Chargers. Unreal. What did Jacksonville do? If you can pinpoint and say, that's the reason why. They didn't panic, and they came out, and they ended up winning this game. Yeah, a um, couple things at play. One, what Jacksonville did was stay alive um, mentally, emotionally. On the field, they actually took the best punches and had their worst efforts and still were around. I remind people in football, because we all get caught up and lost in the math of football. They were down 27-0. to zero. 
And you remember I was that teammate that walked up to the kicker in Dallas and said, hey, bro, they're not connected. You're okay. Well, here goes this guy again when we're down 27-0. I say to everyone on Jacksonville on my team, hey, you know that 27-0 in football is only four plays. Four plays away. I have to do this with my kids when we're coaching. We're up big or we're down big. I'm like, hey, that's only four plays. Like you could get caught up in 27. You don't have to do 27 things better than them. You just got to do four and you're right back in this thing. So they kept their composure. And then you know what happens when you get a big lead. No matter what, you have to fight against the temptation of playing it safe. Prevent offense, prevent defense, prevents you from winning those games because you just take your foot off the gas. And next thing you know, the other team starts inching closer and closer to finally the momentum's on their side, and then they take off. Yeah, I thought Doug Peterson, you know, the whole second half adjustments, Peyton Manning said that's a big myth. You don't have time. Tony Dungy said that he made a second half adjustment and uh he was going to give a speech and they said coach you got 30 seconds before the kickoff and then he said all right uh, basically let's cut down our mistakes and then they went out and they ended up winning the game that we get caught up in that halftime adjustments there i think doug peterson probably just said guys we beat ourselves in the first half we put them in great position we're only down 27 to nothing it could be worse all we have to do is score stop score and that's what happened. And then all of a sudden, now you put a little pressure on the Chargers. Now they go out and go like, oh, we got to score here. And, and it changes their momentum, their rhythm. Yeah, man. It takes me to one of the, the adages I heard from Bill Belichick, that more games are lost than won in the NFL. And when you digest that, you realize, no, you're your worst enemy yeah. on that football field, right? Yeah. It's not them beating you. I mean, we're all big, fast, strong, and we made it here. We're all black belts. You're not out there going to just destroy me, are you? No, I got to help you. I have to assist you in that. But when I stop helping you, good luck beating me. And I think that's always the halftime adjustment when you're down, especially that big. But also the Chargers... In that moment, when you're feeling that pressure, you realize, oh, I took my foot off the gas, and now that I have to apply it again. It is so difficult to stop start in the NFL, especially emotionally. Once you take one gear off, downshift, it's hard to go back up to that same level. And once that team is rolling, you know what's going to happen. Give me the surprise this weekend. Watch, watch for those Giants. I mean, I don't know what Vegas is saying, but those Giants, familiar with the Eagles, Eagles long break. I think Obviously, seven and a half point underdogs. Yeah, watch for that. I'm not a betting man, but, uh, you know, I put five on it. That's something right there because the Giants are too familiar with them playing great ball right now. You know, Philadelphia had the break, so it's rest and rust. And then you got Jalen Hurts, who just got inserted back, but – is he in flow one game in, what, the last five weeks or so? So yeah, watch for those Giants. They're going to feel real good and comfortable playing those Eagles. Uh, it's a treat. The podcast, uh, more to it with uh, Marcellus Wiley. It's available wherever you get your podcast and certainly at danpatrick.com. Great to talk to you. We'll talk to you next week. All right, brother. Take Thank care. Thank you, man. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. 
We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The superbly versatile all-electric EQB from Mercedes-Benz. It's impressively techy and surprisingly roomy with available seating for up to seven. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all-Mercedes. Learn more at MDUSA.com slash EQB. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.